The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question, and if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, from where did it come? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say, from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say, from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Back in the 1970s, a group of psychologists ran experiments showing how hard it was to give up being right, regardless of the facts. In one of the first studies, there were two groups that were given fabricated and real suicide notes. And each group had to decide which ones were fabricated and which ones were real. Well, the researchers, regardless of how they actually scored, gave one group the score of being mainly right and the other one being mainly wrong. They told those scores to the, to the groups and then they revealed to each group that the scores actually weren't counted and they had been researching how they responded to being right and wrong. Then the researchers asked each group what they thought their scores were. And even though statistically there was absolutely no difference between the two groups, the one that had originally been told they were right still felt they were right. And the other one was wrong. Well, subsequent experiments through the 1970s, these were run by Stanford researchers, showed that people like being right, regardless of the truth, because for many, there's nothing worse than being wrong. Well, the Pharisees are in a similar situation today. Everything they believe to be right is turning out to be wrong. The Gospel reading actually takes place the day after Palm Sunday, after Jesus entering into Jerusalem and cleansing the temple. This means then that Jesus, rather than the Pharisees, has the entire people's attention. Now some of these people, the blind, the lame, and children, were confessing Jesus to be the Messiah, the son of David. And when the Pharisees heard that, they thought that was wrong. And they actually tried to get, they tried to get Jesus to say that they were right. Of course, Jesus didn't, didn't do that. And so now we have today's gospel reading. When the Pharisees asked Jesus about his authority, 
They needed to know who told Jesus that he was right. See, rather than believe based on what he had done, which would have shown that his authority actually comes from heaven, they needed to figure out Jesus in order to prove him wrong. They were so set on themselves being right that no matter what Jesus did, he would always be wrong. Well, Jesus knew the drill, of course, and he outsmarts them with the question about John the Baptist. Now, we find out something about the Pharisees. And the Pharisees' answer shows what they really wanted in order to be right. What they really wanted was the crowd's favor, hence their fear of the crowd. See, the Pharisees were not interested in the truth, but getting the crowd on their side. And this is actually a thing. It's called confirmation bias, or my side bias. My side bias embraces things that confirm beliefs and rejects things that contradict them. And if you get enough people to agree with your confirmation bias, then practically speaking, you're right, regardless of the facts. There's been three books over the last few years published on this phenomenon. One's called The Enigma of Reason. The other one is The Knowledge Illusion. And the last one is Denying to the Grave. Each of these book, books shows some facet about how people have very strong views, even basing their lives on these views, but they actually know nothing about it. Well, these books document how when people are faced with facts, they'd rather stick to the group of people that say they're right than actually accept the truth. And in one of the books, Denying to the Grave, they say, well, people like this because it actually feels good. When you get enough people to say you're right or the right person to say you're right, you actually have a rush of dopamine to the brain. But you don't need the truth in order to be right, in order for this to happen. All you need is enough people to say you're right. What you find out is that people would rather be told they're right by some people, a lot of people, or the right people, than be wrong based on facts and have to actually change what they believe in order to be right. You see, what Jesus shows us today is that he's actually the right one to be wrong with. The Pharisees considered themselves right. The lame, the blind, the deaf, the children, and the sinners, they were all wrong. But today the Pharisees find themselves pushed out of the center of God's presence, pushed out of the temple. And all these wrong people are in the very center of God's presence. You see, all the Pharisees had to do, though, was admit that they were wrong and Jesus was right. And rather than being on the fringes, Jesus would bring them right back into the center of God's presence, the right place. But of course, that was too much for them. They would rather do whatever it would take to be right and make Jesus wrong. 
even getting that crowd to crucify Jesus, which is precisely what they would do come Good Friday. But of course, death can't make Jesus wrong since the resurrection is the ultimate sign of Jesus being right, both with God and with us. Through the forgiveness of sins, Jesus shows himself to be the right one to be wrong with. We can confess being wrong to Jesus, wrong about how shame will have the last word in our life or or wrong about how it's appropriate to hold that grudge against someone or being wrong about what makes us worthy with God and one another. We can confess being wrong to Jesus and Jesus will make us right. See, while the world will destroy you for being wrong, Jesus will restore you. But with Jesus, then, there is no fear in being wrong. Because when you admit your wrongs, you're acknowledging that Jesus is right, and Jesus will make you right. And being right, then, we're never afraid of the truth. Because it's God's truth. And God's truth will set you free. So rather than looking for every reason to not listen to Jesus, let us look at every reason he gives us to listen to him. He carries God's authority, both in heaven and on earth, and all that authority is given to him to make your wrongs right. But that sinful pull of being right in spite of the truth is very strong, which means we'll continually find ways of how Jesus is right and we are wrong. But rather than being a source of shame, there'll be a source of joy. When Jesus is right and we are wrong, it will actually reveal how gracious and merciful and wonderful God is. Which means there will always be joy even in being wrong. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.